We got action. We got <laughs> action. What we got? So, if you were listening to the show yesterday, you heard that Crowder was doing the show from Atlanta, and then I don't know how we got on the topic, but he mentioned that he had a carry-on piece of luggage mm-hmm. that is motorized, that's got room for him to sit on, <laughs> and little slots for his feet, <laughs> and that he actually uses it to get through the airport. This yes. little motorized, and Solano was like, well, wait a second. There's no way that it's meant for someone your size and your weight. And Crowder sent us a video from the hotel room yesterday. And then sure as bleep, this dude drove into the studios today on his luggage. So we have been watching Crowder circle the radio facility on a piece of luggage. Yes. It's like a... uh, like a clown car almost. You're a little big for it. Now you're getting disrespectful. You're a little big for it. <laughs> um, there's a lot going on here. We had a meeting today. I'll tell you a couple things. So we had a meeting today, kind of like an all hands on deck. Crowder wasn't here, but we just had to tell everybody what it was about. But it was in the conference room, and it was at 11 a.m., okay? And now I could have joined via Zoom, mm-hmm. but I decided I'll drive down. I live in Boca, but I'll drive down. I'll be here at 11 First day that I've had to be at the radio station early in 10 years, hmm. and early was 11 a.m. I figured I could do it. Hey, 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 you know, the job is pretty good. So I uh, I leave Boca, and I get down here. About 10.58, I get into the conference room. There's about 15 people in there, and then there's a big, giant screen. It's actually the, the conference table surrounded by screens. There's one big, giant one at the front. And I look up on the screen. I know Solana was invited to this meeting. And there's Solana just driving his car leisurely on the 826 or something. <laughs> on Zoom. We're all there. The the market vice president who handles a lot of area for Odyssey, our parent company, she's there. The program director, the sales manager, traffic director. I mean, it is promotions director. I mean, it's one after another. Brendan Tobin took time off from his show to go sit in here. And there is Solana in his car. I'll just call in on my ride in. And I'm like, this guy's so big time that we can all assemble in a conference room at 11 a.m., by the way. (laughs) Not 6. Not 6 in the morning. 11 a.m., and there's Solana, the only one. Well, Joe Rose was on the thing, too. But there's Solana hmm. calling in. And then he walks in, you know, like 20 minutes after the thing. Like, you watch him walk through the parking lot. He never turned his uh, his phone camera off. Um, Solana, can you tell Hawk your, your job titles, plural? I was engaged. I was engaged <laughs> in the meeting. I was joined via Zoom, which was an option, by the way. This wasn't, you know, told to me that I couldn't be joined via zoom nobody told me you have to be here i was going to be on time i left an hour before the meeting it's not my fault there's traffic on 826 oh how about a accident on 836 how about another accident on 95 sorry you know either you're on time or you're not you Mm -hmm. can't say i was gonna be on time 
you're either on time or you're not on time. So here's you get the find in the league. Here's the thing. So then, so I I have video. I put video of it on Instagram. It's Radio Mark Hockman on Instagram. I pan the conference room, and then you'll see old D bag uh, Zoom guy up on the big screen. It's worth a look. Then. Solana and I go downstairs to have some lunch after the whole thing is over, and uh, I'm eating a poke bowl, and Leroy Horde shows up down there and slaps the rice and salmon right out of my hands, and Solana caught that on video, and you know what I say about that. That's always funny. (laughs) It's not funny. It's never not funny when you knock food out of someone's hands, so I had to laugh. That's assault. And then, if that wasn't the topper... Crowder shows up, beep, 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 <laughs> and he's driving through the studio. That I saved exclusively for my super followers on Twitter. <laughs> I will say I think Solana caught it on Instagram, so I think you could probably catch it for free at Alex M. Solana. But if you did feel like super following me on Twitter, you will see extended cuts of Crowder driving through. You cannot tell me that you drive that thing through an airport. Yes, I did it last night. For what is it like? For what? I don't want to walk. <laughs> it's a simple answer. Reason. It's a simple answer. I don't want, like. You don't want to get some steps in? No, I don't want to get steps in. What do I look you, like? You, Who you, am I? A human? No. <laughs> I mean, you say. You, what, what, when does humans start saying get some steps in? Yeah, everybody tracks their oh, steps nowadays. You see me? I have a Casio on. I, I mean, that steps are tracked on this thing. Listen, I know I'm what you need talk, to do. I'm not talking. You need to apologize <laughs> you, to me. First of all, your phone tracks your steps. You don't <laughs> need. You don't need. What do they call those things that you put on your body that uh, track? Bit. No, but there's a name. A uh, uh, pedometer. Isn't that a pedometer? Uh, Isn't that a pedometer? Ped means foot. Yeah. Is that a pedometer, Solana? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> like what measures steps? What keeps track of steps? Fitbit. No, I, I know brand names, but isn't it a pedometer? No, I think you're thinking of an Apple Watch. <laughs> I know brand names. I'm talking, uh, you know, like Equilibrium. <laughs> I, <laughs> Apple Watch. Um. <laughs> yeah, I have, have you ever, night. You ever been to Atlanta Airport? Yes. It's a mile. Yeah, you got to take trains, all that stuff. It's a long way. Yeah. I was at A2. And I had co- security to A2 what is a Fred mile Taylor, What did Fred Taylor say when he saw you on this contraption? He kept his, diff- his, his distance. The, the best, you know, because this is my second trip, and I do get a lot of funny looks and a lot of conversation starts out of, out of my little riding bag. A guy walked past me and looked, old black dude, walked past me, looked, kept, you know, standing there, and it was actually right at my gate. So I had to circle back around. and went to the, I ride right in the bathroom on it, too. <laughs> And I go to the handicap stall, you know. <laughs> I mean, I told Crowder, he reminds me of the guy in the wheelchair on Boys in the Hood. <laughs> oh, Chris. I mean, he, he goes, now all, of a sudden, now all of a sudden, Crowder is going around the, the studios, but he's at desk height. <laughs> it's very odd. <laughs> hey, guys, giving people dap. But I come back, same old dude, and he leans down to me. You crazy for real. <laughs> So he knew who I was, and this made him – it put him over the edge of, oh, you're you're really crazy. Yeah, that and is – uh, And I told him, I was like, isn't this just efficiency? No, it's not efficient. It's just lazy and crazy. Uh, 
Yeah, I do get it's uh it is like I said, a lot of people laugh. A lot of people I would say more are disgusted than laugh. I don't think that you save any time. You may save steps, but I don't think you save any time because it's not like the thing is zipping through. It goes five miles per hour. Yeah. Consistent, but you gotta you get out of behind people. No, I, I don't. I yeah. zoom around them. I, don't know. I navigate, man. And uh, I think Jay Fig was looking in the in the case. There's like no room in there. It's it's like having a pocket. <laughs> I fit three pairs of jeans, five shirts, no drawers, no undershirts, chance. and a pair of shoes. No chance. I just did it. No chance. Huck, why would I tell you facts? There's no chance in your mind after I just told you a fact. I just unpacked my bag. It looked spacious to me. Crowder may be onto something. Solana I'm not even joking. Fell, Solana fell head over heels in love with this thing. But Solana can't move. You know what? He's constantly getting ACL surgery. <laughs> I should give it to you because you really need it. <laughs> Have a trip uh, tomorrow. Would Going it? To uh, do, you th- do you think it would? Uh, it would fit his uh, his mouth guard and his gum protector and. <laughs> Oh yeah, you got a lot of items when you travel. <laughs> he's got like he's like a he's like a first aid kit. <laughs> yeah, it won't fit all your stuff. Oh no, I just lost my screen. My screen just went out. Um, let's do headlines here. So, uh, big show today. We've got Josh Appel coming up. He did the Bills Patriots game in Buffalo, so he has seen the Bills very recently. Uh, Josh Appel will join us. Rob Pizzola, professional sports gambler. He's going to join us. He has his picks for, I mean, tonight's Heat and Panthers game, of course, and for the Dolphins game on Sunday. And Clay Ferrero from Local 10. We always enjoy talking heat and football and nonsense with him. So let's begin today's show with headlines and Alejandro Solana. This sports update, it's driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. I will start with Kane's Hoops. They beat Boston College 88 to 72 last night. They improved to 14 and 2. They're at NC State on Saturday. All right, very good. You said Coach L got teed up in the game, huh? He did. Yeah, Joe Zagaki was not happy. By the way, did you? I didn't see it. So he was. Uh, uh, Larinaga was just uh, incensed. He was on the court. He was upset. He was chewing out the officials. He's usually very. Calm, composed yeah, yeah. on the sideline. He always say like he's seen it all. There's nothing that. Uh, is going to get them riled up like that. When those type coaches do it, I think it was on purpose. Yes, it's t- it, 100%. He knew that his team needed that, mm-hmm. that that was going to spark them. And the way we look like, what? When y'all texted, I had to go mm-hmm. find him. Like, Coach yep. L got yep. teed up, yeah. and that's what his team did. Hey, y'all, tighten up. Coach hot. What do they say? Even keel? He's very even keel. Very keeled even keeled. On the sideline. You got a phrase right. <laughs> Incredible. I'm impressed by that. Incredible. I'm wearing a, wearing a button down today, you know? A little more buttoned up. Buttoned down to get buttoned up. No undershirt. He walked into this meeting, man, a ratty sport coat. It looked ratty like, sport yeah, coat? Yeah, I tell That's you, Calvin it, Klein, it mother looked, bleeper. It looked like he had had a couple martinis. Like, had you not seen him and knew that he was driving in from Kendall, it, it was like he came in, you know, and, it, you know, we're all sitting there doing the meeting. And then the one guy comes in, you know, try, like, you know, I'm trying to be casual, but also I'm letting you know I'm here. He's coming in, and the, the, he's a little bit wrinkly, the shirt's not tucked in, the, the, the hair parted, like, you know, he had stopped at the YMCA, wet his hair, and just mashed it down. 
Hey guys, I'm sorry. There was a lot of traffic on the uh, <laughs> the thoroughfares. Got the seat the farthest away from the door. Yeah, just like yeah, just yeah. a mess. No, yeah, that guy. just a mess. They have coffee. Anybody have coffee? Anybody bring coffee? You know. <laughs> What'd you guys cover so far? Just sit down. Why did you turn your video on? <laughs> you could turn off your video, but why? So you don't look ridiculous driving and sitting on a Zoom meeting with important people. You know what? You join a Zoom call. Put the video on. I'm with I'm with Solana on this one. No. Yeah. Don't don't give me the nonsense of uh, of just putting your name up there. Because then I know shenanigans are going on. Shenanigans? I don't want to sit and stare at this little bitty light on the top of my computer for you an heard hour. Of, uh, you heard of Jeffrey Tubin no. on CNN? <laughs> yeah, Google Jeffrey Tubin CNN. Okay. okay? And then you'll, you'll know exactly I know what, what's going on when you put your name up there. <laughs> if you don't have your video on, you're not, you might as well not even be in the Zoom call. You're not paying attention, mm-hmm. and you don't want people to know that you're not paying attention. Right. So, and then they go, they go. Uh, what do you think about that, Mark? And then you hear, you know, because the guy now got it. He's got it like, oh, one hundred percent agreement. And they go, oh, we were talking about firing him. Oh, Jeffrey Tubin was trying to get a raise. <laughs> it was raised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one way to put it. <laughs> Speaking of the Canes, uh, Canes women's basketball plays at Georgia Tech tonight, 8 p.m. That game is on ACC Network. We had Coach Katie Meyer on this week. You can watch that game on ACC Network tonight. Miggy Rowe has been traded to the L.A. Dodgers. He was a Marlin for eight seasons, I think. Longest tenured member of the Miami Marlins since 2015. Eight is the longest? That's not not good for your organization, is it? Mm -hmm. I think current, longest current tenured Marlin, yeah, right? right? Oh, I, yeah, not longest tenured Marlin right. in history. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good luck, Miggy Rowe. Enjoy LA. The Heat, they play the Bucks tonight 7:30 p.m. We got word from the team, Dwayne Dedman received a one-game suspension without pay for throwing a massage gun out onto onto the court. All right. Again, that's a 7:30 p.m. tip-off. Since you're uh, since you're traveling a bit, Crowder, this went viral on TikTok. The middle seat on an airplane, the middle seat person, uh, should they get both armrests? That was a question that was asked. And the flight attendant who has this TikTok account answered several questions, this one being one of them. And she said, yes, the person in the middle seat gets both armrests to the side. And then the person on the window gets the armrest closest to the window. Person in the aisle gets the armrest closest to the aisle. No, because you can't sit that wide. I uh, you can't sit with your arms that wide. I'm a big guy, and I I won't use up both arms. I like I time. always you know I'm a big fan of zig when others zag. So if I have the window seat, I like to use the far aisle armrest. <laughs> <laughs> I would punch you in your ribs for two hours. <laughs> Anybody ah. using this armrest over here? <laughs> All right. And I just <laughs> I reach across. You know what? You hate the middle seat guy until you're the middle seat guy. Yeah. I can't stand the person sitting next to me until like, I'm that guy. I, I, for some reason, I resent the middle seat guy. It's like, man, look at you in your middle seat. 
You're really messing stuff up. Because it was strangely enough, like on either in the window or the aisle, you kind of feel like it's your row for some reason. Yeah. And like the guy in the middle seat is messing up your uh your 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 flight and you're like you start to go, huh, this guy putting his arm out here like mm-hmm. like he deserves it. <laughs> like he bought a ticket too. Well, if, your, your, if your knee touches my knee, we have trouble middle seat, man. <laughs> Yeah, but they didn't pay the extra $27 to pick their seat. They just allowed the airline to pick it for right. them. I paid $27 to get my 37C seat in that window. You know what makes me hot is when I pay that extra money to do the exit row, and then they just move somebody to the exit row uh, willy-nilly. Yeah. I get I, re- I get mad about it. I said something to stewardess before about that. You know what's weird? I don't like the exit row because I don't want the pressure. Yet... I know I'm the only passenger that can actually land the plane. That's strange, right? Yes. The yaw. The, I got the yaw. No, not I got at the, all. the rudder. You can't open that door, but you're going to land the plane. It's not that I can't open the door. I don't want the pressure of opening the door. But you want 200 people's lives in your hands. feel like I can handle it. <laughs> Bro, that plane's going down, and I'm in the exit row. <laughs> you think everything is going to go smoothly? It's going to be everyone for themselves. Somebody will get that door open, and I'm out of there. Right, but it, you, they might have to push you out of the way. Like, you're closest to the door. You may end up in the back of the plane because you're, you're so incapable of opening the door. Like, you got to get that door open. I understand what you're saying. You're not waiting for women and children to get off yeah. the plane before you do. Nope. But you got to get that door open, and I kind of feel like you might be in a panic situation. Does anybody say no when they ask you that question? They, I, they I would it. I would say no. They do it every flight, and you have to take your headphones off. I need a verbal yeah. yes. Yeah. And everybody's like, yes, 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 yes. No. Yeah, I would say no. And if my flight was delayed because you got an exit row not knowing your responsibilities, I'm punching you in the ribs. <laughs> Panthers play tonight at the Golden Knights, by the way, 10 p.m. Those are your headlines. Your weather. <laughs> Odell Beckham will cuss you out. <laughs> <laughs> Never like the guy that will tell you while he's on the same plane with you, I could be flying private. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, then how about you fly private? Why aren't you flying private, sir? I I thought he was – yeah, I felt bad for him until I saw his rants at the end. Very douchey. I'm telling you, though, everybody's on edge when you're flying. If there's any kind of delays, like everybody. I watched a video today that was going viral. It was a Spirit Airline gate. Mm -hmm. Now, Spirit Airline, listen, you fly Spirit, you get what you get, and you don't get upset. (laughs) These people, the way that, did you see it this morning? The one from this morning? No. Yeah, there was one going viral this morning of Spirit. And, And I'm thinking to myself, like, the way these people are talking to each other. But for spirit, like, if you want to get berated by a fellow passenger, that's a $15 upcharge. <laughs> like, you you can get it at spirit, but you have to pay for that. Right. Anything else, Solana? Your weather from the Demesman and Dover Law Firm, youraccidentattorneys.com. Hey, guys. Yeah, how's the meeting all right? Everything? All right. Let me just get to the right page. 866-954-MORE. Hey, everybody. Cloudy. Partly cloudy tonight. The lows will drop bad into traffic, bad traffic. In the, the mid We're all 70s. sitting there. I mean, Claudia drove in from Orlando. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, bad traffic. I hey, 826, 826. I'm here, though. I'm here. Hey, 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 everybody. 
That's your weather. Does the important guy come halfway through a meeting? It's like it wasn't halfway through. I was a part of the meeting on Zoom, first of all, and I was sixteen. I was sixteen minutes late. I was sixteen minutes late. Debatable. Sixteen minutes late, and it started five minutes late. So really. I only missed the first nine minutes. It was minutes. like watching this weird reality show because we're in there having a meeting, but you can't escape this giant video of Solana just driving his car in this ready sport coat. And you're like, <laughs> like, where's this guy going? Like, what ha- like I like I expected him to walk into the, the swap shop at some point. Like, hey, Phil, a hot dog. Get his button fixed. All right. Uh, so you were – 16 minutes late, but it started five minutes late, so you were nine minutes late. <laughs> Your math is terrible. Yeah, terrible. Bill Parcells would fine you $50,000. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, we'll take a break. Josh Appel, we're going to talk some dolphins with him next. We apologize. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Throw the spinner. Hawk and Crowder. Josh Appel is with us. So he was on the call nationally for Sports USA for the Bills Patriots game last week. So he has been very up close and personal with the Bills. And maybe he can give us a little idea of how the Dolphins can win this game. That seems unwinnable. Yes. (laughs) On uh, Sunday, Josh, by the way, will be on the call for Sports USA for the UAB Louisiana Tech. Not not Sports USA. We're working for stadium. We're doing TV now. But thank you. I mean, what's the difference? (laughs) He'll be on the call for UAB Louisiana Tech. On Saturday, that is College Hoops, and you can catch that on a Barnes & Noble nook <laughs> if you have one. <laughs> no, where do you, where would one watch that, Josh? <laughs> uh, it's it's on Stadium, so you can go to stadium.com, watch it there, or uh, sometimes the local Bally affiliates will, will run it as well. It's a Bally set. I, we use all the same graphics as Bally. I think we're under the same umbrella. So, you know, mm-hmm. I don't even know where it's going right. to broadcast. Right. Do you know anything about UAB or Louisiana Tech basketball? Uh, that I do know. That I do know, actually. I'm not do so you want certain. me to give you a little preview or not, no? Not really. So, <laughs> so you, did the, uh, you did the Bills-Patriots game. How, uh, how can the Dolphins win this game without Tua Tonga-Vailoa? <sighs> uh, run the ball and... Uh, I, I, let me re- let me rephrase I mean, that. How can they I do mean, this without Tua Tagovailoa and Reem Mostert? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, intercept Josh Allen in the red zone and force turnovers, which they haven't done at all this year. I, I guess would be my, my my answer that they got to turn the ball over. It's really their only chance and control the time of possession. I mean, they're, they're cliche answers, but I mean, it is it is the largest uh, point spread this weekend in an NFL playoff history during Wild Card Weekend for a reason. Um, I don't think – I know Teddy's probably a, a bit better prepared, and obviously the experience will help, but I don't think the drop-off as far as output between he and Skylar Thompson will be that big of a difference. We're like, okay, right now the, the expected starter is Skylar Thompson, so the line's at 13. If, if Teddy's announces the guy, maybe it drops down to like 11 and a half. Like what's, what's, the, what's the real difference there? So I don't know. I, I don't know what, what Saturday or Sunday is going to look like. Excuse me. Um, they've played two close games this year, but obviously Tua had played in both. The defense is going to have to create some turnovers. They're going to have to get some kind of contribution from everywhere else in order to win this game. It is it is about as bleak of an outlook as you could get going into uh, one of these games. And I think even in 2016 when Matt Moore 
was starting that game in Pittsburgh. You could kind of talk yourself into it because you've seen Matt Moore play well at times. So you could talk yourself into it. This, I don't know. I'm just happy that and, and glad for them as an organization that they got in because losing the final six to miss the playoffs – which would have included a loss to Joe Flacco in Week 18, would would have been a, a much worse outcome. So anything from here is gravy. Good that they got in. We'll see what happens when they kick it off on Sunday. And and Josh, I do a lot of you know other radio shows and different things around the nation, and I contradict myself all the time about this game <laughs> because I say they can't make mistakes. They have to play a perfect game. You know the cliches about teams that are big underdogs. Oh, of course. Like, play the perfect game, get field position. But when I talk about the offense – they have to be aggressive. They have to, like, I, I'm talking about flea flickers. I'm talking about fumble rooskies. Like, they have to have some stuff up their sleeve. They have to be aggressive but not turn the ball over. So, like, which side should they be on? Should they be on let's play the cleanest game possible or let's go out here and, like, uh, McDaniel had a play earlier in the season we talked about. He called it effort, like let it fly. Should they have an effort offense or should they just play close to the vest and try to be close in the fourth quarter? Uh, I say effort. I mean, what do, what do you have to lose? Nope, the, the Vegas and everybody is telling you that you have no chance to win this game. So why would you approach it as if, all right, we're going to sit there, we're going to ground and pound against Buffalo in 20-degree weather on the road and hope that we could do that and beat Josh Allen? No, be aggressive, be creative. He is this uh, innovative mind offensively, Mike McDaniel is. You've got nothing to lose. There is no tomorrow. There is no playing conservative. Go for it, and he does it a lot during, during the season, obviously, that we saw. But take chances. Do whatever you can to catch them off guard. I mean, there is nothing to lose here besides the game. But <laughs> there really isn't. I mean, you are the underdog's underdog on Sunday. I mean, there's no reason to not throw anything against the wall and hope it sticks, at least in my mind. Um, we had O.J. McDuffie on yesterday. We had uh, Aranda on, on Tuesday. I asked him about the same thing, which is if – Mike McDaniel is an offensive guru, and they're shorthanded, and you know Buffalo can put up points. Is this one of those games where really it is on Mike McDaniel to come up with some sort of offense, whether it's the effort offense, like you guys say, or the gadget offense? Like, is it on him to win this game on Sunday? I mean, it's such an impossible task for anybody. I mean, you put any head coach, maybe besides Kyle Shanahan, because he's got the Mr. Irrelevant playing quarterback for him, and he's still winning. But, I mean, what coach is going into this situation and can realistically be expected to be competitive? I mean, seriously. Third-string quarterback, not sure if your left tackle is going to play. You just lost your starting running back. Tyreek Hill has been banged up. Your entire secondary has been banged up the entire year. I, I, I don't know what the expectation is would be for people who think, all right, you know, this is a referendum on McDaniel. It just, you know, you hope that he he puts together a game plan that would help Skylar Thompson and play to his strengths, which you would assume being a head coach and a good one, that that's already part of his process. But I, I don't think that we're going to find out anything one way or the other as far as McDaniel's coaching ability. Maybe if he wins, we think of him differently. But, like, if they get blown out, like, that's what everybody expected. So, like, I don't know how, you know – one way or the other, your opinion of Mike McDaniel can change that drastically, at least in a negative light, in my opinion. And, Josh, you covered that Patriots-Bills uh, game, the most recent Bills game. The, yep. the Dolphins have, like you're saying, we talk about Dolphins. I want to switch it over to the other side. The Patriots did score 23 points. Like, do the Bills have weaknesses? What should be that approach that we're speaking of? Because you said run the ball, but 
if they can't, with Mostert being out and Armstead being, you know, always dinged up, like, it, can, can they throw on them? What's the weakness of the Bills if there is one? Well, Ramondre Stevenson and Damon Harris were running the ball well on Sunday against them. Um, I, I think their pass rush, and I know with, with a banged-up offensive line, especially at tackle for the Dolphins, I'm not sure how much you can rely on this, but, I mean, since Von Miller got hurt, it's a very pedestrian pass rush from the Bills. Uh, they are near the bottom 10 in pass rush win rate since week 12. That was when Von Miller uh, had his injury. So maybe if they can protect Skyler and let some of these routes develop, they can get the ball into, into Waddle and Tyreek's hands. Um, but you know Leslie Frazier's going to come prepared. Uh, you know They've still got Jordan Poyer back there. Tredavious White had an interception uh, on Sunday. They're playing inspired football defensively, but we know – what Matt Patricia is as a play caller. We know that Mac Jones has his limitations. We know the skill guys for New England aren't exactly the best. And as you said, they still managed to put up 23 and had two really impressive length of the field drives uh, against that Bills defense. But again, it's because they were able to run the ball and they use a lot of play action, which is not something that New England had done before on Sunday. But the play action worked well for them. The running game worked well. It, it Honestly, it, it might just be as simple as coming down to can Teron Armstead play, can the guys who are playing stay healthy throughout the course of the game, and, and can the defense get a stop at some point um, and, and just kind of keep Josh Allen and the Bills offense just at bay because you know they're going to get theirs eventually. But uh, it just it, it's hard to see a path for this team to, to go up there and, and win on Sunday. But New England had a lead in the third quarter. They were up 17-14 before Naeem Hines' uh, second kickoff return for a touchdown. So they were in the game in the second half. They were in the game in the fourth quarter. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think that run game and that pass rush is a bit vulnerable uh, for Buffalo. Josh Appel is with us. Um, it was a season of streaks, right, ups and downs for the, for the Dolphins. Um, did it meet expectations? Did they exceed expectations? Did they come in below expectations? In your opinion, you know, take away, I guess, the unless you count the streakiness of it as a negative, overall, they end up with an over 500 record. They go to the playoffs uh, year one of a head coach. Uh, where, where does it fall in, in, in the realm of your expectations going into the season? It's been such a, a weird season for them for so many different reasons. And the con like I've seen a lot of comparing this to Brian Flores, and to me they're just not comparable just given all the context that we've seen happen this year. They are clearly one of the uh, better teams, better offenses in the AFC when Tua Tungavailoa is healthy. The bad streaks they've had this year, aside from the end, have been when Tua has been hurt. Uh, I know obviously didn't play the last three games as well, but it's hard to get a real gauge on what this season is. On the surface, you mentioned over 500, they made the playoffs, first-year head coach, and you found out when he's healthy, Tua Tungavailoa can play at a high level in this league. So those were all question marks coming into the season. So when you look at it from that perspective, yeah, this season's been a success. But you asked me in the middle of the season, right after the Bradley Chubb trade, if this kind of changes the outlook on, on what you expect for them to do moving into the postseason. And I said at the time, yeah, not winning a playoff game would be very disappointing. But now all that's transpired since then, 
I think you're just kind of playing with house money here. I think this season, given all the injuries they've had, especially at the quarterback position, especially in the secondary, I think making the playoffs, persevering through this really rough stretch at the end, um, I think it has to be looked at as a success while still knowing that, all right, (laughs) there are somehow still so many question marks. And I think, I don't know if disappointing is the right word for it, but uh, you you, you go into this season thinking, all right, can Mike McDaniel get to a to play at a level that can win in this league. That's not the RPO uh, constipated offense that we saw last year with no big plays, and they're just kind of trying to matriculate the ball down the field. He proved he can do that. Now the question is, do we have our guy because can he stay healthy? Is he durable enough? And I think that's an unfortunate uh, spot to be in because you would think that given the numbers he put up, if I had told you that before the season, you're all right. We got something here, but it's it's hard to feel confident in that position going forward, and that's no fault of, of, of Tua's. It's just the reality of the situation uh, that we're in right now. It's a mixed bag of a season. They had a winning record. They made the playoffs with the first-year head coach. So for me, given all that context and everything that's happened, it, it's got to be looked at as, as somewhat of a success in my eyes. And and what big-time players, because even uh, McDaniel said, I want to say week 13 or 14, he was saying our – you know, big-time players aren't making big-time plays. You brought up Bradley Chubb. I didn't see why they gave him a quarter billion dollars. But is there any other players that you just you think maybe took a step back or underwhelmed us with their performance this season? I, I, I hate to say it, but, like, Xavier Howard, and I know he's been dealing with a, a number of different injuries, but I mean, I just think back to to the Baltimore game when he dropped the pick six when they were trying to make that comeback. And he had a clear shot at a pick six, would have walked into the end zone. And at that point, I remember thinking to myself, all right, well, there was our chance. That was it. And he just hasn't looked the same this entire season. And when, you know, you don't have Byron Jones back there, you lose Nick Needham, you're playing with an undrafted free agent in Cater Kohu, who's had a great year, by the way. Um, you know, it's – you lean on a guy like Xavier Howard, and I just don't think that he has performed up to the level that – we have been accustomed to. And again, I know he's been dealing with injuries, but you know, that's just the reality of the situation um, with him. I think those question marks come on the defensive side of the ball. I think everybody on offense, you know, when Teron Armstead's in there, this, this is who Teron Armstead is. If you're going to get 13, 14 games out of Teron Armstead, that's a success. He's going to play at a high level when he's in there, but you're going to have to deal with the injuries that he's always dealt with his entire career. Tyreek has been incredible. Jalen Waddell has had an amazing season. So I think all the question marks that you think, all right, are our big-time guys making plays, you got to look at the defensive side of the ball. This team, if you look at the yardage numbers and the points allowed, it's not that big of a drop-off from last year. But the big drop-off for the previous two seasons, they don't create turnovers. The the takeaways aren't there. And that was a big part of this defensive success the last couple of seasons under Brian Flores. And when you're not getting turnovers, this is what the defense looks like. And they don't look like as good of a team. And, you know, I had a friend of mine make the comment a couple of games into Bradley Chubb's tenure here. You know, Bradley Chubb is so good at getting just close enough to making a, an impact on a play without actually making an impact on a play. He's me. Like, he's always kind say, of That's there. how you earned all your game balls. <laughs> <laughs> I was the king of a quarterback pressure, Josh. Aronde I mean, could, could not believe that crowd – because. I didn't know this, but the player gets to decide what appears on their game ball. Yep. Right? So they, they award you the game ball, you know, and then it goes to the graphics 
and they write your name, and you're allowed to put whatever stats you want on there. In fact, Crowder put HNIC on all his game balls, which if you know, you know. Pop, what does that stand if for? If you know, you know. Um, but, <laughs> but on his game balls, it's got quarterback pressures. And, and he was showing Aranda the other day these game balls, and Aranda's like, why would you put quarterback pressures? <laughs> I came just close enough to not get my hands you on the Josh quarterback. Said, still affecting the game, though. Mm, that's what his friend well, said. I believe that's what his friend said. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, quarterback pressures can affect the play. What I'm saying about Bradley Chubb is he gets just close enough to maybe affect the play and affect the quarterback without actually doing anything. If I have to watch him rush around the outside and get behind the quarterback and have him step up and make a throw, like that's what I feel like he does every every time he's he's out there on the field pass rushing. Obviously, that's an exaggeration, but still, I mean, his metrics probably look good. He's been explosive, but I, I think he's been a disappointment since. You they just you kind of expected to see him, him whipping around quarterbacks, is what you, like you you just exactly. like you know twirling him around like they were helicopters. When you give up right. a first round pick for a guy yeah. and then re up him for five yeah. years, two hundred plus yeah. million. Yes, I want to yeah. see something crazy but, happen. But at the same time, you know who's taken off? I know he was having a good year before Chubb got here as well. But Jalen Phillips' game is really elevated. So I, I do wonder how much of Bradley Chubb being on the other side has opened things up for Jalen Phillips to have more success. Um, Hawk, I actually have a question for you regarding game balls. I um, can't wait. We saw again in uh, Mike McDaniel's post-game locker room speech uh, yeah, he was giving yeah, yeah. Uh, a game ball to everybody in the organization. If you were in the organization but not on the team, what would you have put on your game ball? <laughs> Strangely enough, HNIC. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good conversation yeah. at yeah. Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I <laughs> hey, Uncle Mark, what does that mean? Well, gather around the menorah, kids. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, I'll end it on that note. There you go. Josh Appel. Josh Appel will be on the call for Stadium this Saturday, UAB Louisiana Tech. I don't even know what the team names are. The, the Blazers and the Bulldogs. Like a dragon-looking thing for UAB. Is it a dragon-looking thing? Yeah, that's the logo, but they're the Blazers. Yeah. Hmm. Really? Yeah. So why, why do they have a dragon? The Blazers shoot fire out of the mouth of a dragon. Blazer, ah. fire. You know. I, was thinking, I was thinking of Solana's blazer that he was wearing to work today. That was kind of all <laughs> ratty and stuff. Can, can we talk about Crowder's luggage? Uh, if you want, uh, sure. He bought a carry-on luggage. You travel all the time, Josh. You are constantly on mm -hmm. the road. Would you ever just kind of scoot-scoot uh, through the uh, terminal sitting on a piece of carry-on luggage? I saw you in your Super Follower exclusive Thank hating you. on his – Thank you, Josh. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, hating on his carry-on scooter. I am all about that. Oh, yeah, I am yeah. all about that. Are you I've had that. I've had a. I had a store earlier this season. I had a connection through Detroit where I landed at like gate eight twenty, and my departing uh, connecting flight was going out of like gate a sixty eight. So I had like a mile and a half to run through this airport. And you know me, I look like an athlete. I think, but I'm not really an athlete. You know, but how fast do you think a carry-on luggage is going? Like, you think it's really a lot faster than I can it's run? Not, it's not. It's absolutely not consistent. Five miles. Think, per hour. How much you weigh, Thank Josh? You, you got to be up there with Crowder. That thing you're weighing the thing down. It's got it's got 
three tiny luggage wheels on it. Nah, nah, I think it would get it would get me there in time. I think. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. Solana, like did you want to add something? You always like to add something. Uh, we kind of moved on already, but the Blazers actually used to be FIU's school name. Their their mascot, the Sun Blazers. Is that so? Yeah, before the Panthers. I did not know that. Why did you bring? Did that? you know no that, Appel? Nope, and I worked for this. I did, I did game. I was the voice of FIU for a year. Because it was no FIU idea. Golden Panthers for yeah, a while. But then before, they became the Panthers. But they were that, the Blazers? The Sun Blazers. Sun Blazers. I like that yeah, better my, than the Panthers. Me too. Yeah, I'm not so certain. And their mascot was, was much better than a Panther. We've got Panthers everywhere. We have a Panther. Like the Florida Panthers. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, like a little what cutesy What is a Sun there. Blazer? I don't know. What's a sun blazer? Right. Little words, little wordy. Yeah. All right, there you go. So, Josh Appel, we can watch you on the stadium app uh, on Saturday. Stadium app, stadium website, all the above. And if you're in, if you're somehow in Ruston or Birmingham, I'm sure in the local Bally affiliate as well. All right, very good. So you're flying where to Birmingham? <laughs> no, I'm flying into uh, Monroe, Louisiana. Monroe, I'm driving to Ruston. Oh right. my goodness. goodness! Have uh, safe travels. And, <laughs> <A> uh, tiny. <laughs> you're flying into the tiniest <laughs> airport in the history of the world. Been to been to Buffalo four times this year. Now I'm going to Monroe and Ruston this weekend. It's quite the uh, <laughs> quite the life. It's luxurious this out. gig, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you uh, sit in the middle ever? Oh, absolutely not. Oh, actually, I did actually. Unfortunately, does the Do middle person? No, but does the middle person get the two armrests? If I'm the middle person, they do. So you just you just claim them? <laughs> absolutely. Even if there was an arm out there. Yeah. You kind of like finesse the other arm well, off. Well, here's here's the thing. You you can take different parts of the armrest. So I can have my elbows on the part of the armrest that's closest to the seats and the people that are to the back to the chairbacks. The people who are on the outside of me if I'm sitting in the middle can have the front of the armrest closest to the to the so they seat have to in front kind of, of you. lurch forward. What are they sitting under the seat in front of them? <laughs> well, look. I'm sitting in the middle. Right. I'm already to this advantage. You have the 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 side of the plane to sleep on if you're on the window, and the aisle you have the aisle. So you know what? You could give me the armrest. He's right. right. He's right. That's the game plan. Plant your elbows to the back of the armrest and make the other people so uncomfortable having to lean forward to use it, they just concede. So and then to the you middle get the person. entire armrest. Yeah, that's the game plan. I was I telling uh, Solana and Crowder earlier. I'm one of the rare. I sit in the window, but I like to use the far aisle armrest. Excuse me? Yeah. Josh Appel, he will be on the call Saturday on the stadium app. Excuse me. Thank you, Josh. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. He's calm, collected, has a will to win because his name, of course, is Wade Jones.